Good morning. Thank you, Ben. Let's sing. Nando vis domine domine. Nando vis domine. Sed no mini, sed no mini. Tuo da gloria. Nono bis domine domine. Nono bis domine. Sed no mini, sed no mini. Tuo da gloria. Amen. Have a seat. Announcements this morning. I'm going to start with Mrs. Martin for <laughs> athletics. And baby. So our cross country team on Saturday had a meet in Half Moon Bay High School and there were students from all over the state there, Modesto, LA County, and both Leaf Martin and Alex Paradiso placed, medaled in the race. It's exciting. <laughs> and Al- Alex Paradiso actually, out of like 150 JV girls, got first place. That's what he, so congratulate her when you see her. Um, so there's lots of sports this week. Uh, our high school volleyball team has a rematch against Monterey Bay Academy tonight. They n- narrowly lost a pretty intense game a couple weeks ago. So if you have a chance, it's just down the street at 530 today. They have their rematch against Monterey Bay Academy. Um, and our middle school girls have two games this week against uh, Good Shepherd tomorrow and Twin Lakes on Thursday. And then our cross-country team has another meet at Wilder Ranch on Thursday. So lots of sports this week. Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, you guys, we need to come out for the high school girls volleyball, for the Rhetoric School girls volleyball team. Um, Last time was so difficult and exciting. And uh, it tested our ability to have good attitudes, mine especially. Um, Anyway, so come out, support them. And here's Mrs. O'Donnell with Drive for Schools. Okay, everybody. I have another winner from this last week who did a great job raising money for our school. And this person gives a $25 gift card to the movie theater Give it up for Eden McNabb. Good job, Eden. Okay, you guys, listen. This is our last week for Drive for Schools. And so this is our last week for you to sell your tickets. And if you haven't sold any yet, get on the phone with Grandma and Grandpa tonight, with people from your church tonight, um, send out texts, send out emails, and say, this is my last week to raise money for our school. Will you please buy tickets? Remember that they can win a brand new car or $25,000 cash. $50,000? 
$25,000 cash. I was like, 50 sounds like too much. And there's also like a hundred other prizes. You, they could win like a massage or a, um, tickets to Great America or all these things. So there's like a lot of prizes that people can win. So let's talk about the prizes you could win. All right. We have two main prizes for top sellers. Okay. Well, there's three possibilities. There's going to be a top seller award for the lower school, which is TK all the way up through sixth grade. And then we have another top seller for seventh through 12th grade. Okay. So you've got a good chance. There's two different ones this year. Since our school is getting so big, we decided to do, to do two top sellers. Now the top seller gets to choose either a $50 gift card to Amazon when you where you could buy kind of like a bunch of whatever you want a $50 gift card to the Santa Cruz boardroom towards a new skateboard could be awesome or a brand new ukulele yeah so if you are a top seller in lower school or upper school, you get to choose from one of those prizes. Now, a top seller doesn't mean one week's worth of selling. It means the whole four weeks, okay? So if you haven't sold anything, you got to get on it. And don't forget that the top class gets an ice cream party, okay? So good job, everybody. All right, guys, thank you. Okay. I want to talk to you today. Oh, yeah, house points. Before I do that, here's leadership team. Okay, house points for this week. In fourth place, with 2,345 points, we have Aquinas. And in uh, third place, with 2,745 points, is George. In second place, with 3,845 points, is Augustine. And in first place with 4,505 points is Calvin. (laughs) Aquinas, you got to take that lead back from George. Thank you, leadership team. No no bias there. (laughs) Okay. Attention, please. All right, let's begin here. So I want to do a, um, I want to begin with us uh, reciting something that we began last time, a few weeks ago actually, in relation to our rules here, our commands here, our objectives, our obligations. So let's say this together. Let's just read the whole thing together. I won't cue you. Okay, here we go. Ready? The path to wisdom and eloquence is found first in cheerful obedience. And how I rightly honor you and you me 
is showing biblical courtesy. But taking care of things is not as easy as it looks. For its secret lies not merely in books. Let God's praise be like honey on my lip, my hand to practice godly stewardship. Okay. I don't care if you guys think that's hokey. It's going to get in there because it's a poem. It's going to burrow. That's the point. Um, All right, let me give you a short recap of... The law. I've been talking about this for a while. The law of God, what does it do? It illumines and is a lamp and a light. Leads to freedom. Obedience and doing good makes you free. Doing good makes you free. Not doing bad. Okay? That's the secret. Is written on our hearts. The Bible tells us, especially in Hebrews, confers and confirms identity. Tells you who you are because it asks you to live in a certain way as a holy child of God. Is rooted in relationship. Remember, these rules aren't just random. God says, I, he talks about his character first. And then he tells you about who you are and how you should live. I am the Lord your God, he says, that brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the bondage there. And then he goes on. You shall have no other gods before me, right? And he continues. It makes clear, and lastly, this is the point I want to focus on today, and probably for the next few weeks. makes clear the duty placed upon all of us. This is the virtue of pietas. Everybody say pietas. It's a Latin word, and it's where we get our word piety. But our English word piety doesn't actually communicate very well what this word means. Piety, for many people today, is kind of like a negative thing. It's kind of like like saying somebody is... Pious is saying they're, they're like too good or they're self-righteous. And that's unfortunate because the word is really, really important. The idea is really, really important. The virtue is really, really important. It was the fundamental virtue of the ancient world and the medieval world. It was kind of underneath everything. I want to start by illustrating this in an example from Jesus. Jesus in Matthew 21 tells you a story. What do you think? I love that. What do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go and work today in my vineyard. Son, go and clean your room today. Son, go take out the trash today. Son, daughter, go... Mind your little brother. Okay. Go take, go work in my vineyard today, he said. He answered, the son answered and said, I will not. But afterward he regretted it. And went. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, 
I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? Which one? The what? The first. Bella says the first. But the first had the wrong answer, right? But which one really did the will of The first one, right? Jesus says this. The first, they answered him. And Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. He's talking to the Pharisees. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. All right. I want to carry this a little bit further. We know that the first son did the will of his father, right? Yeah? Why did you think he regretted it and went and did it? At first he said, I'm not going to go do that. Why do you think he changed his mind? Lily. <laughs> yes, because he got his consequence. Yeah. What does that mean? Punishment. Yeah, he got discipline, right? He, or he at least thought about it for a second and said, wait, 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 wait. I should probably do what my dad says. If I want to have a life that flourishes and that is happy, I should probably do what my dad says. Um, I think Lily's right. I think he probably thought of the consequence and was afraid and went and did what his father asked. Now, let me ask you guys this. One son obeys his father because he's afraid of the consequence. Another obeys his father because he loves his father. Which is better? You think the second one? I think the second one too. Now, I want to be clear. Both are good. Both are okay. It's okay to obey because you're afraid of the consequence. It's not the best, though. It's not the best. It's better to obey out of love. Out of devotion. And this is the idea of pietas. I want to illustrate this to you in the story from antiquity. It is the story, people. The Aeneid. Some of you are more or less familiar with it. Some of you have heard of it. Some of you have heard of the characters. But it's about the story of Aeneas. Everybody say Aeneas. Aeneas was a hero from the Trojan War who Homer mentions in the Iliad. Almost a thousand years later, Virgil writes the story about Aeneas, who leaves Troy because it was destroyed from the Greeks. You guys remember the Trojan horse? Yeah? Well, Troy got burned to the ground, right? Troy was destroyed. And... Aeneas was a hero who escaped. And the story of the Aeneid tells his journey to find a new home. But one thing that's clear all throughout this story 
is pietas. This virtue keeps coming back again and again and again. And here, everybody look at this picture. What do you see? What's happening? We can, I'm not going to answer that one. Uh, we got we got Aeneas right here, okay, on the on the uh, with his armor on, okay, and somebody's on his shoulders. Are they going to like go have a chicken fight in the pool right now? No, that's not cool, Mr. O'Donnell. That's not cool, Libby. He's carrying his dad on his shoulders. That's his dad. His dad is old, and his dad can't run very fast. And why are they running? Anybody know? London? Because Troy is getting burned. They're about to be killed by the Greeks who have invaded. Everybody's getting destroyed. They have to get out of the city as fast as they can. And his dad can't run very fast. I'm going to read to you this section. Therefore, hurry, dear father, put yourself upon my neck. That one phrase changed the world for a long time. Put yourself on my neck. I will support you upon my shoulders. Nor will this labor weigh me down. Notice there's somebody else with him in this picture. Who is that? Ah, close. It's not his sister, but it is his wife. Yes. It's okay. And then who is this little guy? Kind of his eyes look a little bulgy. Uh, Somebody other than Libby. Merrick. Merrick. His son. His son's name is Ulysses. Everybody say Ulysses. Ulysses. Now, there is an image contained in this story that has continued to quicken the hearts of men and women and have been the foundation of Western civilization for many years and has also been something that Christians have always admired as well. And it's this image right here. He's carrying his father on his shoulders. He's grabbing his son's hand. And his father is grabbing... That's not a baby. <laughs> those are, those are the, the household gods. Yeah, I know that's strange for us. This is pagan literature, people. It's okay. We can handle it. But what I want you to see, this is before Jesus. Shh. This is before Jesus. So they don't know about Jesus. All they know is that they have household gods that they pay, that they worship and they have devotion to. Okay? But we have in this picture everything represented. We have the man, the hero Aeneas, is pictured as somebody who honors his father, carrying his father, literally, not just the, the vision of his father or the rules of his father, but carrying his father on his back, and also leading his son 
and leading his family. This is the true image of what a man should be in the world. Honoring and being devoted to God, parents, and the community that he's serving. The virtue of reverence, and it is, the pietas is the virtue of reverence in traditional societies, even beyond Western civilization. But in particular, it signifies the duty, love, and respect owed to God, parents, and communal authorities, past and present. Not just in the present, but in the past as well. Remember I said to you guys, do you, you remember a time when you were born and you realized, oh, this thing was like, something was happening before I got here. You guys remember that? I told you, you arrived in the middle of a story. All of you have. You didn't create what you grew up in. Some of that is sometimes difficult. Some of that is a blessing, though. And piety is realizing where you are in that story and realizing that you've received something good. And it, and it stretches into the past, not just to the people that are living. Virgil's hero demonstrates pietas all throughout the story. And in particular in this image. And I want to read to you before we close what it says. You, Father, he says, Take the sacred vessels and the Father's household gods. For me, and he just came from battle, come from such great warfare and recent slaughter, it would be unrighteous to handle them until a living stream, until in a living stream I have cleansed myself. So he's not even, he doesn't even want to touch the, the religious things because he knows he's unclean. And it goes on. He puts a robe around him and runs out and he says, I go under my burden. Little Ulysses in my right hand entwines his fingers and follows his father with unequal strides. The son can't even keep up with his father, right? He's hurrying along and he's dragging his son unequally. He's, is his son trying to keep up, keep up with his father while he's taking everything with him, right? The image here is not just sentimental, the image here conveys a duty. All of you, by the fact that you're born, means that you have an obligation on your life. All of you have a duty. Being a son, being a daughter, means that you owe something to you, to someone. That's just what it is. The Romans got it. The Greeks got it. This is part of, of Christian life as well. Realizing you guys are in relationship. And to be in relationship as a son and a daughter means that you have an obligation. You have a duty. You have a responsibility. You have something that you will be held accountable for. Think of every parable that Jesus tells about servants, sons. Why does he do that? Because there's something that they will be held responsible for. Every time he's teaching that. And so this is something that's really good for us to remember.
And this is, this is, this is like why stories like this are so important because they, they highlight it as a good thing. Pietas is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. And it shows that there's a blessing involved in Pietas. It could be summed up in the commandment, honor your father and mother and it will go well with you in the land. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Help us to honor you. Help us to honor our parents. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to do that in our hearts as well, and not just outwardly. Protect us as you have been faithful to do this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Off you go.